In August 2015, Gary Newman and Dana Walden, co-chairs and CEOs at Fox, met with journalists to discuss the upcoming Prison Break reboot. When questioned about the reasoning behind rebooting this particular show, Walden remarked that people are still interested in these characters. And she was right. Prison Break remains one of the most successful library shows on Netflix. What is it about these properties that make them so ripe for being remade? A cynic might argue that it's the result of a tired system relying on fond nostalgia to gather as much cash as possible from a sinking ship. But what if it were something more? What if there was some intangible quality that couldn't be quantified? This show is about the search for that essence. This is still interested for Curio. Hello, and welcome back to Still Interested, a TV and film reboot remake podcast for the Curio Network of Podcasts. I'm, as always, your keeping it breezy Sunday morning boy, Ben McAllister. And I'm your laid-back friend, Jackson Newsom. Now, it's actually Sunday afternoon, but you'd be forgiven for making that mistake, seeing as we got really drunk last night, and we're in Sydney, and we're both, I feel like, recently woken up, would you say? Yeah, some might say that. No, I actually have been up for hours. I went and had breakfast. Oh, and, like, where'd you go? I went to 485. Oh, yeah. No, sorry, Hills, kind of thing. Yeah, it's like yeah, sorry, Hills. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Me, King of Sydney, the things that I know about. Of it. course. And, yeah, of course. Um, what did you What did you chew down on? I had oh. a little bacon and egg sandwich. Okay. Yeah, it was pretty good. A little gluten-free. Yeah. There was also avocado in it, because mm. I'm a millennial, and I'm not trying to buy a house anytime soon. Love those avocados. So I had to get some on my toast. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> this is like really good content as well. Yeah, yeah, it's all That's the good really so good thing about yeah. feeling this bad, is at least the content is really well, good. This is the cursed episode, Jackson. Like mm. we've, we, we've been talking about this off mic, because like, fucking... Just to just to take you inside, take you inside the I studio. Love these poses we're like both like getting into. Just like I'm stretching. Um, just to just to take the the listener inside the studio. We originally were going to record this episode of Still Interested, our TV and film reboot remake podcast for the Curio Network about a different movie. We were watching Murder on the Orient Express, which I have in my notes here as Murder Express, <laughs> which is a fun That's name. So good. I thought I was going to talk about that. I was going to call the train the Murder Express. And anyway, it was a whole thing. Like, I, I, Anyway, we watched it and we were like, this is not good, still interested fodder. Yeah. Whilst it is a good movie, it is like literally the entire plot is a series of dialogue when yeah. characters are talking to each well, other. That's what, yeah, because I, I, I called Ben up and I, I was just like, listen, dude, like if we recap this story, it's going to be a radio play on like murder on the Orient Express. We're just gonna do murder on the yeah, Orient Express, exactly. which is like fine, but <laughs> but it's just like such little space to like go on fun little tangents, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all just like back to back interviews. Then I came over to Sydney for for this week for work, and conveniently I'm in Sydney where Jackson lives now. But we're now recording today. A full week after we both watched the movie yeah. and very hungover. So yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. fair to say this episode is cursed, but I'm ready to go on an adventure. You know oh, what yeah. I am actually gonna do? Fucking hang on. I'm gonna take <laughs> Total chemical assistance involved in this process. Yeah, this is this is the uh, shine on you, crazy Goldman. This is yeah. this is our yeah, like yeah. on air. I'm microdosing right yeah. now. Yes, I'm about Perfect to take answer. 100 milligrams of LSD. <laughs> Is that a lot? I feel like that's a I lot. I feel like that's a lot. That, that, that's, what, that's what you might call a macro dose. <laughs> LSD. 
I'm going to end it all in the most colorful way imaginable. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Uh, hey, should we tell them what movie we actually landed we on? We sure should. And Benjamin, let me tell you, we're dipping back to 1999. It's, we're getting a little bit animated hey, for you. Hey, it's a previous millennium, but like a lot of optimism, you know, like a feeling that like the, the 2000s are going to bring a new era of peace, love, and joy. And I think probably the best movie to represent that kind of society standing on the precipice of a, of a new era. I mean, the internet's taken off. People have computers in their pockets now. Y2K's around, right around the yeah, corner. Yeah, 9-11 hasn't even happened yet. Yep. And but this, this film makes some bold predictions. <laughs> <laughs> this film predicted 9-11. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing Tarzan, the movie. <laughs> the Disney movie, Tarzan from 1999. Um, yeah. I hope you're ready for it. Yeah, directed by Chris Bach and Kevin Lima. Um, or Lima. Kevin is Lima? Is it Lima Beans or Lima Beans? I would say Lima Beans, but also Lima is good because there are Limas in this movie. Yeah. Ring-tailed Limas. Because guess what? It's Tarzan. Should we get into it? I think we should. So we're getting like a fair bit of um, montaging happening, both now and honestly setting up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This montage at the start of the movie, which is, by the way, a Phil Collins montage, which is a persistent element of Uh, this narrative. Phil Collins soundtrack in this movie—it is immensely. Honestly, the thought of it is restoring me. Yeah, I know. It's it's filling me with life. but this montage at the start of the movie is so long. It's literally like the first 10 minutes of the movie and the montage like starts and then it goes away like the music dies down and there's like a few seconds of like different camera shots and then the music surges yeah. back up. Like, it it's just, triumphant. It will not stop the, the montage. Phil Collins. So what, what we're looking at here is it's that very 90s Disney animation and there's a man on a boat that's on fire and he's like releasing a life raft with like a woman and a boy in it and they're like getting away from this burning boat and then he like dives in the water and he, like, you know, swims over to the boat. Hang on. Two worlds, one family. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of singing this episode. Yeah, yeah, for sure, dude. Okay, so yeah, it is, It is in fact, like, at the moment, it's just kind of like ambient drums. Like, and then they're, like, swimming over to an island, and we hear immediately, it, it's this Phil Collins song, Two Worlds, One Family, which gives me life. Oh, uh, so and, restorative. And go, 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 go listen to it, really. It, it'll enhance, like, your experience of the podcast if you just have the soundtrack playing, like, gently in the background like you will you will feel a lot better yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh so like i I don't know like i thought this the start of the movie was incredibly fast like they get to the island it's like the man and the woman and a child which is you know spoiler alert baby tarzan and they're like they build like a a house in like a tree house and they're just like hanging out in it and it's like man this fucking this this family fucking build this like fucking mansion in this Mm. canopy it is stunning and like, I remember, like, watching this film as a child being like, fuck, that'd be so cool. It's a real Swiss Family Robinson, right? Yeah, yeah, They've yeah, got, like, a cool, like, treehouse, and they've built it. And, like, this montage, dude, I gotta say, like, a hard, open montage, like, like that just gets the story happening. Yeah. Very remakeable. Yeah. Like, I wonder if we will actually get something like that in the remake. I will also say, there is a real juxtaposition going on here, because the music is so upbeat, and what is happening is objectively tragic. very tragic. Because guess what? <laughs> We're now moving into the forest. It's the same song. Yeah. Two worlds, one family. A lot of match cards going on as well, where you mm-hmm. have like one image which is then like faded into a very similar image. Yeah. But between... like, for example, you'll be looking at like a baby Tarzan, mm-hmm. or, or you know, a human baby, if you will, uh-huh. and then that same shot will become uh, an ape baby. A baby um, ape. Uh, who is being tended for by Carla. 
um, yeah. who is a an ape mother, if you will, yeah. and uh, ape queen in some yeah, sense. Yeah, who's like hanging out with uh, Kerchak, I guess, yeah. like the silverback gorilla, the, the ape king of the uh, oh, yeah, the ape king, if you will. That's right. And, and and then a child ape gets fucking eaten by a leopard. Yeah, which Sabor, is, the uh, yeah, le- leopardess. Sabor the leopard, the fucking like most evil character in Disney history, yeah. eats this baby ape. Like this, this movie's not fucking around. Like we're literally still in this the first opening montage. Yeah. We've cut over to the woods. Phil now. Collins is still singing about family yeah, he's still singing as, like, as this ape is being murdered. Yeah, this little baby ape gets eaten. Although actually no, that was that was one of the points where I was talking about before where this montage like like comes in and then fades out. So like the music kind of fades out. We hear like like a, a leopard noise and then like a, a baby ape scream and then we see Carla be like, oh no. And then the montage comes back in. <laughs> like it fades back in and it's just like, take me away, Phil. Yeah. Take me away. <laughs> so Phil's like literally putting his hand over our <laughs> over our metaphorical eyes and being like, mm. it's okay, just listen to my voice. Yeah. Listen to my voice. As we get uh, Carla um, moving through the forest where she hears an infant cry. Yeah, she hears baby cries and she's like, what could that be? And then like a lot of the montage is her just like running across like the jungle, heading over to like the direction of these baby cries. Honestly, incredible hearing. F- yeah, I know. Oh, exactly. And like she can hear it so clearly. <laughs> but she spends like 10 minutes just like running through the jungle towards this crying baby. Which like, like if you're doing a montage... <laughs> Surely that's what you're working towards cutting out. Yeah. It's like, well, to do these two things, there's going to be a lot of travel time. So it was montage so we can just cut between it. Instead, yeah. they were like, the travel's the important thing. Yeah, yeah, what we need to see. I mean, it's about the journey. Yeah. This is the hero's journey. <laughs> this yeah. movie. I mean, considering this whole movie is 120 minutes long, like, yeah. e- even a little shorter, um, when, when you factor in the fact that, like, she was running through the jungle in a montage for a couple of minutes, that implies that, like, the journey she took to find Tarzan is probably longer than the entire movie that we're about to discuss. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. she, she eventually finds herself to the human family's, like, Swiss Family Robinson treehouse, and... Guess how fucking dark this movie is. Yeah. We literally see the mangled corpse of the father, like his legs poking out from behind a box. He's like holding a shotgun. Like it's implied that the leopard came and like killed the family and the baby was like survived because they hid it in a trunk. And like meanwhile, again, like the music has faded down here and it's like Carlo like poking through the ruins and she finds the little human baby and the human baby is just like, pick me up, pick me up. And then fucking she picks it up and they have a little nice moment, but there's a fucking leopard right there and it attacks them they get busted out the fucking window like there's a high action montage going on at the moment Carla is voice acted by Glenn Close here right you can tell it's Glenn Close well, the, the, from the monkey noise. well like as in not as you can tell but like it is like as in yeah, like yeah, yeah. it is in fact Glenn Close that is true um, this, this fucking leopard what's, what's it called Sabor Sabor like, like wrestles like Carla out the window while she's holding the little baby like the baby gets dropped and like rolls down a net and like ends up in some you know convoluted yeah it's both mishmash. but it's both fun and terrifying yeah it's horrifying okay so this is what I wanted to hit on here this leopard is like it's just it's just desperate to eat that baby yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it, want- it has a hunger like, few other creatures can understand like, for baby flesh it is just fucking desperate for baby flesh it's history's greatest villain like literally the only things we see this leopard do is try and eat babies and like Carla like a fucking gorilla is like punching this leopard in the face and you'd think the leopard would just be like alright it's just a baby like it's one mouthful of food I'll just go eat a bird or something but it just it has to eat that baby yeah. and that my friend is actually horrifying a TM <laughs> It's a big trademark for certain. Now, so yeah, this movie, as we're saying, sort of thing, like it just 
does not fuck around. Um, Carla manages to, I think she gets in the boat, which was operating like a, like a lever pulley sort of thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, for, she uses some pulley system the, the to Swiss family pull off some yeah. fucking convoluted escape yeah, yeah, yeah. based on um, an escape boat. And then she just, like, heads <laughs> on back uh, to, like, I guess the... Ooh, what's a group of gorillas called? <laughs> a group of gorillas is called a band or troop. <laughs> <laughs> so she heads back to the troop. <laughs> yeah, oh, so good. Okay, well, yeah, Carla heads back to the troop and is like, Hey... <laughs> I found this hairless ape baby. <laughs> oh man. And it's mine now. And everyone's like, hairless ape baby. Yeah. What? I don't know about that. And, and guess what? The, the music has faded down again, but yeah. don't worry, Phil's coming back yeah. for us. Um, but I will say, dude, there's a goof here that I'm just gonna like, just gonna barrel through because it is like representative of like 85% of the goofs on the IMDb page for this movie. Uh, which are basically just people dunking on them about, like, geography and, like, animals that do and don't exist in Africa and where they are and shit. Tarzan takes place in Africa, but Sabor is clearly a jaguar, a big cat found only in South and Central America. Mostly, most likely the makers of the mill intended to portray a leopard. Jaguars, however, have larger blah 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 blah. You get it. A bunch of nerd shit about jaguars and leopards. But literally, like, 85% of the groups are just like, mm, these look like silverback gorillas, but they should be western lowland gorillas because of the coastal trees that oh we see. And, like, God, it's just, like, fucking, dude. like, oh, mm, there are lemurs in the movie, but lemurs only exist on the island of Madagascar, so unless you want us to believe the movie takes place there, it's just like, come on, you fucking Poindexters, yeah. you're watching Tarzan. Well, like, and, and also because, like, we don't know what the symbolism of, like, the burning ship at the start of the movie was. Maybe it was, like, a Noah's Ark type thing. Yeah, right. And maybe all the animals escaped onto, like, this part of, of like, the Congolese coast of Africa. That's and a then, cool you know new interpretation. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. There's also some other groups about, like, the geography of Africa that I'm just not even going to go into. Um, <laughs> and anyway, the apes can all talk and they, they've been like oh Carla we've been looking for you and she's like don't worry about it I have a little baby boy here yeah. I'm I'm gonna keep him and then Kerchak who's the leader comes over and is like uh, no you're not that's pretty weird also has a very weirdly shaped head does Kerchak just wanted to find that out quickly definitely just looks kind of fucked up uh, we also meet Turk who is like one of the other apes, a little baby ape, who's yeah. just like a real fucking little shithead. But yeah, basically we sort of like wrap up here with like Kerchak being like, all right, Carla, you can keep the baby, but I'm not going to be happy about yeah, it. Yeah, and like, okay, so this is weird, right? I feel like it's important to hit on this here, because it's implied that like, like she's like, I'm going to be its mother. And then Kerchak's like, okay, but that doesn't make me its father, which implies that like Carla Kerchak is a thing. Yeah. But there is absolutely no more indication of this in the movie at all. Well, is, like, it, is it the sort of vibe where, like, like in this troupe, there's only, like, one one male? And so Kerchak's, like, everyone's mate? You know what I mean? Yeah. I wonder if that's where Disney decided to take it. If they were doing, like, a polyamory thing in 1999? Well, I mean, like, inter- I mean it's, <laughs> it's not like they're introducing polyamory to gorillas, Ben. <laughs> it's not like yeah, modern yeah. science told us we couldn't do this, but it's an animated film and we've gone and done it anyway. Like, I think it's more just, like, reflective of being like, oh, hey, like, I, I think we're definitely meant to take away that Carla and Kerchak. Uh, our mates. I think the, uh, the, the film doesn't close down on like, and is anyone else? Maybe who knows. Yeah, the important thing to take away from this is that Carla and Kerchak have fucked. Yeah, they're a definitely lot. banging. Is the they have fucked thing. a lot of times. They made a baby. It died. She's got a new baby. Anyway, she takes Tarzan over and she starts singing this song. That's like you'll be in my heart. She gets one verse and then Phil, Phil just takes over, over pushes Glenn close <laughs> yeah. out of the room. 
fucking like he's just like kicked down the door. He just bursts into the studio and is like, "Glad this is my heart. No, you'll be my heart. Oh, just Phil, uh, take us away. Yeah, uh, this is where they complain about lemurs. Fuck that thing about lemurs. Um, at one point, Tarzan, little baby Tarzan, having a song sung to him, a butterfly lands on his face and opens, and it looks like a fucking. Sick mask. Yeah, he's like wearing. a fucking. Uh, it's a serious look. Montages, dude. Like using montages to just accelerate the plot. We've this, already said it. This film would be six hours long without montages. <laughs> <laughs> We've already said it. Highly remakeable. Hey, uh, on that two worlds, one family thing, by the way. Yeah. Shouldn't it be up. one world, two families? <laughs> he's on the same planet, but he has two <laughs> families. I guess it's like, like the world of man and the world of ape, yeah, and like. Yeah, but there are at the very least. Two families. But also, it doesn't work the other way because it'd have to really... In terms of what the song's going for, it'd have to be like, One world, one family. <laughs> and then you're like, yeah, okay. Like. Yeah. But the point, like, it just seems weird to me. He's like, he, he is on the same world. Yeah. But he has two families. He has a human what? family and an ape family. Yeah. I, gu- I guess it's like... true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, you know, that, that's my hot That's my hot <laughs> take, hot take on, that, on that track. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, so, so I guess, like, the montage accelerates things a bit, and now it's, like, young young boy Tarzan, mm-hmm, and he's mm-hmm. fucking around and being a menace. Uh, he's got some really <laughs> creepy-looking dreads going on. Uh, he really grows into that whole head thing. He's got... <laughs> uh, but now we meet, like, some of the other baby apes uh, that are hanging out with Turk, and there's all these, yeah, come on, Turk, step on it! Like, these Brooklyn-ass accents on these little baby apes. And they're like, oh, let's all go play a game out in the jungle. And Turk's like, yeah, I won't bring Tarzan. And then, I don't know, like, they, they go down to a river. Yeah, basically, Turk, who is uh, played by Rosie O'Donnell, which is just, like, as this, like, Brooklyn-based... Yeah, Brooklyn-based like, hey, Tarzan! Yeah, yeah. What are you doing here? And, yeah, yeah. like, everyone else is kind of like, hmm, like, we're in the jungle, and this is how we speak. And then Turk's like, I tell you, I can't believe the food around here! Oh, my God! <laughs> anyway, so T- Turk's up there they're on this cliff, they're like, hey, Tarzan, you can hang out with us if you want, but you gotta get a hair from an elephant yeah, tail! Yeah, dude, and this is teen hazing, which is highly remakeable. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. It's, they're literally like, they're just being jerks. Like, they don't like Tarzan, I guess, because he has no hair. <laughs> I guess that's important if you're an ape. Yeah. And they're like, alright, you can hang out with us, but you have to, yeah, as you said, like, there's all these elephants that are, like, playing in the river, and it's like, you have to go down and get hairs off one of their tails, which is a very, very dangerous thing to do. They send him off to do, like, a death prank, where they're like, you're gonna go down and, like, fucking swim around and, like, try and steal a hair off a rampaging elephant. But he, of course, does it. He he jumps in the river and does, like, his Tarzan yell. A prepubescent form of the Tarzan yell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of sinks down. I gotta Um, say, dude, I think a good title pitch would just be, like... Tarzan yell in square brackets. Yeah. Like, just like yeah, Tarzan that's, yells. That's quite good. It was like that's Tarzan good. yells. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also get to cut from here to a young baby elephant called uh, uh, Tantor. Tantor, yeah. That's Tantor, right. Tantor. Yeah. Of course, named after famous Russian mathematician George Cantor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, and uh, who is just uh, all around anxious and nervous and afraid of going into the water in case of piranhas. Yeah, and he's like, oh, there are piranhas. He's just, like, complaining about it. And the parents are like, there's no piranhas, you dumb little idiot. Yeah. And then they see Tarzan swimming through the water, <coughs> and they're like, oh, my God, it's a piranha. And he basically steals one of these elephants' fucking tails, but starts a goddamn stampede. It's, like, so dangerous. Yeah. These elephants are, like, stomping around in the water, and little Tarzan's in there, and it's like, man, these fucking jerk... 
apes are going to get Tarzan killed yeah. with the hazing ritual. Um, I also think it was just worth noting here that like I was running through the, the cast list of this movie uh, around this time where it lists Wayne Knight as yep. Tantor, obviously yep. the adult Tantor. Yep. But St. Clair, looked, <laughs> who was watching the film with me, looked over and saw that it said... <laughs> Wayne Knight was his tantor, and she's like, "Is that Wayne Knight talking?" As this like tiny baby elephant, yeah. just being like, "Oh, it's a piranha!" It's hey, like, the man's got range. Okay? Listen, he certainly does, particularly can, in the vocal sense. He can play a baby tantor. Mm. Man, I wonder who actually played the baby tantor. Oh, this is a fun where are they now yeah. opportunity. Yeah. I just backdoored one in. <laughs> okay, Taylor Dempsey plays young tantor. Man, Taylor Dempsey is a very good name for a famous person, I think. Dude, Taylor Dempsey made a career out of being in fucking Disney movies. Yeah? She was Young Tantor in 1991's Tarzan. Man, great name for a hip-hop artist, I gotta say. (laughs) (laughs) She also played Jabari slash Young Tantor in 2001's The Legend of Tarzan. Oh, wow. She was in Disney's animated storybook as... (laughs) actor so i don't know what that means uh and the jungle book rhythm and groove as actor 2001 um that is almost the fullness of her credits so you know taylor dempsey okay she is related to patrick dempsey really um well at the very least when you google taylor dempsey child actor you get a lot of pictures of patrick dempsey (laughs) I mean, to be fair, it doesn't matter what I, I Google, I always get a lot of pictures of Patrick yeah, Dempsey. Yeah, I mean, yeah, fa- Facebook's, sorry, Google's figured out your, your whole steez. If Taylor Dempsey is Patrick Dempsey's daughter, he is definitely keeping on under wraps. <laughs> let's, let's press on. Um, yeah, so the, these these animals, these these fucking elephants go on a stampede, and I've got to say, LVP to these adult elephants, because fuck these idiots, like, they have nothing to actually be scared yeah, of here. Elephants are meant to be intelligent, and like... Yeah, I suppose it is in their nature to be scared by mice, like, that's uh, apparently a cartoon thing. Yeah. But yeah, they freak out, and they, they cause a stampede, and they nearly kill a bunch of our friendly apes. Uh, these rude teens believe they've just gotten Tarzan killed? Like, they're basically like, oh, no, there's no way he's gonna survive that, fuck. And then we see, like, the elephant stampede running through the, the gorilla troops camp, I guess, and, like, Kerchak sees, like, some little gorilla about to be stampeded but he is a strong boy and he like jumps through and rescues the little baby gorilla yeah, just in time actually a pretty sick move to be yeah honest. it's, it's a, a very, whole like tuck and roll sort of thing yeah, it's, it's a it's very a very good. sick move but then tarzan gets yelled at for starting the stampede and feels sad it runs away yeah he's like trying to yeah, he's like looking in this pond and reflecting on how he's not like any of the other apes but then carla comes over and is like <laughs> i mean You've got eyes, don't you? And also hands, like an ape. And she's trying to make him feel better about the fact that he's just like everybody else. Also, we learn in this process that Tarzan has an ape heart. <laughs> she, like, listens to his heart and then to her own. is like, see, they're the same. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and she's like, oh, and, and we're going to show Kerchak that. So she's like, Tarzan has an ape heart and I'm going to carve it out of his yeah, chest. Yeah, it, it, it is a bit threatening. Yeah, we're going to show your heart to Kerchak. <laughs> uh, but now we get another montage where Phil takes us away on a oh journey. Oh, God. Yeah, so uh, it's, it's this now. This one is like a, a more classic, like training montage. So he declares he's going to be the best ape ever, and we get this Phil Collins training montage where it's like he's climbing a tree, he's falling down, he like starts using rudimentary tools, which is like a cool thing. This is actually kind of cool. It's yeah. like the reason he becomes a good ape is because of his human ingenuity, and he's like using like tools to climb shit. He's like hopping over hippos, he's swinging through branches and shit. He's getting his ass kicked by Turk in wrestling, but then like I don't know, he he, he develops. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, well, eventually Tarzan gets to go through puberty and, like, like somehow... Like, like, the implication is that this, like, this uh, ape training he goes through in some ways, like, increases, like, the density of his muscle mass. Yeah. <laughs> in, in that Tarzan, it, like, develops and is now, like, as strong as a, as a gorilla. It's a, it's a real, like, Goku training in 10 yeah, times Earth exactly. gravity on the way to find a Namek vibe. Exactly. He trains with the gorillas, he becomes as strong as a gorilla, mm-hmm. his power level grows exponentially. Exactly. Yeah. And then, like, eventually, basically, like, yeah, so he's, he's like, you know, fucking making a little bed, using vines and shit. He's, he's, he's totally using, like, uh, his, his human ingenuity in order to, to make things good. We're seeing uh, Tantor growing up as well, yep. and I have here that Wayne Knight's first contribution to the film is making the sound of a timid elephant gasping for air as it drowns. <laughs> <laughs> Which is quite confronting. Because oh, no. the first time we hear the man's voice, it's going to be like... <gasps> yeah, that's, that's <laughs> awful. Um, just not to, not to call out Phil or anything. But the lyrics, with the power to be strong and the wisdom to be wise, that's some motherfucking circular logic. Yeah, that's a tautology right there. You just just can't be like, you know, and then with all their wisdom, they were... Well, Very full wise. of wisdom. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah, it's a real tautology. But basically, like, as we're sort of running through here, we, we see a bit of, like, Tarzan's fancy footwork as he's, like, moving through, like, he's, like, swinging around on vines and shit like that, but in particular, he's, like, kind of, like, it's almost like he's roller skating over tree branches, and his footwork is just kind of, like, left, right, left, right, left, right, and he's, like, sort of spinning around and shit like that. And when he becomes fully grown Tarzan at one point, like, we sk- skip ahead and we see, like, adult male Tarzan, and he's fucking, one, jacked, and two... Doing six stunts. Yes. He's like flipping through trees and shit. And six stunts, like, what do we know about six stunts? They're always remakeable. Always remakeable. He's also got a spear, which is a very cool vibe. Uh, and he's, yeah, he, he very nearly kills Kerchak with it at one point, which is pretty, pretty terrifying. Yes. Um, we also get to see Tarzan, like, yeah, he, he becomes a man essentially. And then we uh, like, exit this montage. And uh, it's like, I guess the, the I mean, the, not the, our present day, but the present day of the film. The closest thing to the present day. Yeah. I mean, like, we're, we're, we're treated to a loincloth clad adult Tarzan, and I would love to show you this goof that I have right here, which reads as follows. Tarzan as an adult would have a full beard. He would also, of course, be naked. <laughs> However, nudity would not be suitable for the film's target audience. So thanks, IMDb, for figuring that one out. Yeah. I guess the whole lack of a beard thing is kind of strange, isn't it? Yeah, well, like, you know, we see him building tools. He can shave his face. Yeah. But why would he? But, like, why would he when he's like, I want to be more like an ape. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to shave off this small rudimentary amount of hair yeah, I'm getting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The um, beard thing is, yeah, that is a good point. So, ba- basically, like, Tarzan, now man, he's, like, wrestling with Turk and that sort of thing, and they're all having a fun time. And he, um, he's doing a good job, and we get to finally hear Wayne Knight doing his best Rodney Dangerfield impression <laughs> while he's being this elephant who's like, yeah, I'm sad. I don't get no respect. <laughs> <laughs> Again, no respect, no respect at all. And then they like come across Zabor, essentially. Fucking Zabor is the longest lived leopard in the history of leopards. Truly. And he's still awful. He sets up on the camp, Kerchak steps in and he's like, I'm gonna get ya. But fucking Zabor has Kerchak on the ropes. But guess what? Tarzan's got a spear because he's a human. And he's like, guess what, you idiot? And stabs the leopard. They end up having a big wrestle. He gets disarmed. Fucking the leopard like chases him down a hole. Yeah, he's like sort of crawling through like like he's like yeah like they tangle down through his like tree roots and like uh, Zabor's like sort of like crunching through trying to get at him and Tarzan's like sort of like wheeling around and then like it says he drops down into like the base of this almost like valley essentially 
Um, and then uh, like he's reaching for like the tip of the broken spear as Zabor like follows him, and then we just see Tarzan coming up, yep. like lifting Zabor, dude, lifting a fucking full-grown leopard on is his shoulders, fucking yoked, like <laughs> he can just like lift a fucking leopard over his head. Mm. Also, we are spared watching Tarzan literally slaughter a cheetah with his pointy stone, but that is what happens. Yeah, like they go in a hole and he kills him. <laughs> but you know, to be fair, that that leopard is history's greatest monster, so that's yeah. good. It's also how most Disney films deal with like violent deaths on screen. Yeah, like there's like a like, there's like a violence hole that they put the characters in, and then like the other emerges carrying their little body. <laughs> violence hole. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Uh, so he's having a moment with Kerchak, where he has the leopard, and he's like, "Look, I killed this leopard for you," and it kind of looks like Kerchak is getting ready to be like, "Good job, Tarzan." But then what's that? Gunshots in the distance. <gasps> And everyone's startled, and they're like, what the fuck's going on? And then, like, we have to leave now. And everyone gets spooked and runs away, except for fucking Detective Tarzan, <laughs> who goes to check out the scene. And he shows up, and he's, like, picking up the shotgun shells and, like, sniffing them, and he's like, what's going on? But then what's this? Some people emerge out of the bushes. And the guy, I mean, are we going to include this? He's, like, he's, like, walking along Clayton, the guy we're meeting yes. Clayton, and he's, like, hacking away vines with his, like, machete. And he gets three quarters of the way through the sentence Africa was created for me <laughs> which is like <laughs> like a real <laughs> colonial vibe which like obviously <laughs> Disney are like parodying this right like they're, yeah. not, they're not like supporting this ideology because this character is the villain yeah. of the piece but it's literally like he's this like British colonial man and he's like Africa was created for me as he's hacking through the vines yeah genuinely Dude. horrifying oh, oh yeah genuinely horrifying to him absolutely Full line is, I knew I was born for Africa, and Africa was created for me. Oh. So that's a cool vibe to yeah. end your movie, Disney. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very, very cool. So, um, yeah, t- Tarzan's here, sort of. <laughs> Tarzan's here. He's in the mix. Yeah. Well, yeah, he, he sort of, like, swung over to sort of check out all the commotion, um, and like, he's getting closer to, like, the porters, so Jane and Archimedes, uh, her father, who uh, have come Professor over- Archimedes Porter. Exactly. Um, and no relation, though. Um, he's, uh, uh, they've, they've come over to Africa to study gorillas, essentially. Yeah. And also they're, they're being accompanied by the hunter, Mr. Clayton, who they've like brought to a- accommodate them and, a- and accompany them. And Tarzan's playing silly buggers. Like he's creeping around their camp, like not letting them <laughs> see him. And he's just being, you know, just being a big goofy Tarzan boy. Uh, and, and Jane and the professor are like, these are obviously social creatures. We, we have to go find the gorillas. And Clayton's like, pfft. <laughs> okay then. <laughs> Dane's journal is stolen by who I have titled right. N- Narcissus the Monkey. Okay, before we get to Narcissus the Monkey, we have to address this, which is an LVP nomination for Clayton. Because in this scene, for, not for the reasons you might think, but what happens is like Tarzan's like in the bushes and like he makes some noise, and Clayton like wheels around towards where Tarzan is to shoot him with his shotgun. This happens multiple times, and he misses every single time. So he is a garbage tier hunter like he misses every shot he takes in the movie <laughs> bar one spoiler spoiler so lv peter clayton for being garbage at hunting that's it yeah yeah no 100 so, for sure as you also, said, also like being super colonial and all, all that other yeah, sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, all the other bad stuff but jane is speed sketching she's speed sketching some little birds or something and then she gets her notepads stolen by narcissus the monkey Take yeah. us away. So, yeah, basically, uh, this little monkey, like, sees this um, very hastily, but, like, very, like, 
quite talentedly drawn reflection of himself in Jane's notebook, and like he's just desperate about getting it. And so like Jack's her journal, and is like running through the jungle with like Jane chasing after the monkey. Yeah. Um, and then Jane like pranks the monkey and starts like mocking like Narcissus the monkey, just being like, "Ah ha ha, gotcha! What would your parents think about your behavior?" Ha ha ha. And then realizes that. Uh, <laughs> this young young baby monkey's uh, parents and the rest of their I don't know like boon troop yeah I guess so um are just like hot in pursuit and Jane is like running through the jungle being she's chased about by, to like, get absolutely torn to yes, shreds yes. by these baboons Genu- like, genuinely like like horrifying like they would just wreck her to tear her tear her to literal pieces but then tarzan swoops in and does a save he fucking like picks her up and they're like swinging along vines and she's like put me down put me down and he puts her down and then the baboons come and she's like pick me up pick me up and it's like a whole thing she gets some pretty fucking ingenious umbrella usage here like baboons come in and she's like boop and opens the umbrella and like they, they fall off i gotta say dude Kudos to these baboons for their stick to itiveness. Yeah. They are out for blood. Yeah. Like Tarzan is swinging away and over a portrait as well. They will not stop. They're Although like I guess, like fucking... in terms of rarity in the jungle, like the it's animals... like the only one that's ever existed, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's the most important resource. The <laughs> animals, the animals in this movie are non-stop. They are out for blood at every opportunity. <laughs> so they they kind of get away and they're in a tree. And she says, "I'm in a tree with a man who talks to monkeys," which is a great title pitch. Uh, but also, she doesn't know that she hasn't seen him talk to monkeys at this point in the movie this is the first thing she says to tarzan tarzan's like pestering her like he quickly realizes that their hands are the same like he's had the thing before where like he was holding his hand up against carla's hand and realized that his hand is just different like it's a different yeah. shape and he realizes his hand's the same shape as jane's and he's like whoa another me kind yeah. of thing he's just sort of like if only we had the same heart but of course i have an ape heart i have an ape you, heart yeah, yeah. you probably got a human heart <laughs> yeah That's unfortunately yeah. we're so close though yeah <laughs> 90%. Uh, okay, so she starts like trying to talk to him, and she's like, I'm Jane, and he can mirror her incredibly well, which is kind of cool. Like, he's an amazing mimic. Yeah. Like, he's, he's literally like, I'm Jane, in like yeah. exactly the same which way is like she a, does. Which is like, I think, coming from the whole like... Um, monkey see, monkey do? Well, yeah, like, uh? like mimicry within uh? like uh, different primates, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a monkey thing to do mimicry, apparently. Yeah. Gotta say, fun manimal characteristics... That's remakeable. Yeah, dude. Like a man who is kind of a manimal. I also just wanted to say manimal. You really did. Yeah, manimal's <laughs> good. I mean, he's like a fucking Michael Winslow-esque sound effect. Boy, okay, by thank the way. you for bringing that up because later on, the, the, like Tarzan, like imitates things like guns. Yep, in this and scene, like like other sort of yeah, like he imitates a gunshot, which is just like. It's wild, like, with such high fidelity in terms of, like, the recreation of sound. It's incredible. Yeah, this is the, like, me, Tarzan, you, Jane moment. Exactly. he's like, I am Tarzan. And she's like, oh, cool, but they can't really communicate. Like, he he, he picks up some rudimentary language. And so uh, Tarzan, like, heads over and starts taking him back to her camp. And she, like, sort of communicates to him that she would like to go back. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Um, And then we get to Turk and a bunch of the other gorillas And and Tantor. In the English camp. Dude, um, this scene is pointless, but awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, it adds nothing. Basically, the apes set about destroying the camp through, like, improvised instrumentation. Like, everything they find, they find a way to, to like, add it into this, like, little, like... 
uh, p- like percussive jungle beat they got going on yeah. with like Tantor like stuffing a brass something into his trunk and like using it as a trumpet. All right, I wanted um, to highlight this. So yeah, they basically just start start like gleefully destroying the camp through song. They're playing like music on a typewriter. I have to give an MVP to Tantor here because of his ability to play the trumpet with no prior training. Honestly, incredible. The rest of the monkeys is hitting stuff. He's like on the beat, like rap, like fucking doing little paradiddle melodies yeah. and shit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he rules on the trumpet and he's never played before. I do have to say a couple of things to highlight in this scene where we're jumping around looking at the monkeys playing all the different stuff. Why did the English bring a skeleton? Is that what? Like, one of the monkeys is, like, dancing with a <laughs> yeah, skeleton yeah, yeah. that we are meant to intuit, I guess, they brought along with them for science. I mean, like, maybe, maybe like, comparison or something yeah, like that. Maybe, but, but, like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a delicate thing to transport <laughs> to Africa on your expedition to find apes. Like, well, of course we need the skeleton. <laughs> we can't travel without it. <laughs> one thing I want to note here is that, like, a lot of the percussion starts from Turk and these other monkeys yep. fucking around in this typewriter. And I have to say... Several monkeys, one typewriter. <laughs> Do you think that's how they wrote this wrote the screenplay? <laughs> very good, Jackson. A very, very good. Uh, only song in the movie that's not Phil Collins. So maybe Phil was just out that day. <laughs> and they were like, quick, quick, get in the studio. If we try and record a song while he's here, he'll just burst in the door and take it. It would be so funny if the song's nearly finished and then Phil Collins comes in <laughs> and he's just like screaming like absurd lyrics. Yeah, yeah. Like, but you can hear it, like, you can hear it happen. In, in the audio mix like, like no from a few rooms yeah. down like, he's like banging on the door like trying to sing the man just loves to sing and uplift the people the door to the studio crash open and like people are wrestling Phil they're wrestling him to the ground stop oh fucking so good oh cool little nod to Beauty and the Beast by the way like the, the teapot that they have is very like noticeably Mrs. Potts from from Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. But obviously without a face. So that was kind of cool. <laughs> obviously without a face. <laughs> Imagine if it was just <laughs> Angela Lansbury. <laughs> she comes in and sings Taylor's oldest time. Oh, now that would be no. a good time. The rest of the Brits get back there, the gorillas like bail and like Tarzan sort of trying to be like, hey everyone, like listen, this Jane girl, she's real cool. She's got no hair, just like me. And it's a very cool vibe. And Kojak's like, listen, you're banned. No one's allowed to see the humans. But Tarzan, like, you know, he feels outcast and being like, ah, that's, they're my people. Ah. And he's like, essentially resolves to like continue seeing Jane because that boy is fallen in love. Yeah. Tarzan brings Jane in. Then the monkeys all leave. And Tarzan kind of leaves and leaves like Jane in the ruins of the camp. And then Clayton and the professor come back to the camp. And Jane does such a poor job of explaining what happened to her. She's literally like, there was a man. He's like an ape, but a man. And then, oh, there were monkeys. Ah! And just like doesn't, doesn't even try and really explain what's going on. But then Tarzan comes back. So they totally believe her because he's literally right there. Yeah. And I gotta say, dude, Clayton literally just immediately goes to do a murder. Like, yeah. he, he's just like, ah, like, pulls the gun off. A man! A human, murder. a human man that he sees before him, he fucking pulls a gun out. <laughs> that whole thing was improvised by Minnie Driver, the actor. Also, it was, might have, it was certainly then, I'm not sure if it still is, the longest ever sequence of, like, continuous animation up until that point. And it took, I think, like, seven weeks 
to like animate it with like a whole studio team because it's so continuous and it's just her like moving around and talking and in order to keep that interesting you have to like do so much stuff and it's just so much text wow. where you're not just cutting between slow shots um and so through improvisation Mini driver just like probably ruined like a whole just animated the budget yeah. just completely yeah. fucked the budget <laughs> yeah, exactly. with that 90 seconds of improvisation exactly. yeah so like we've kind of got like two things going on here right there's the ape senate that's meeting and being like no more human interaction as you already said and then there's jane hanging out with her family and the tarzan's kind of torn and he eventually decides to go back to the camp which is when clayton just decides he's gonna do a murder but jane convinces him not to and they're like look it's a human ape man and they're like amazed and they realize like maybe he's the way we can get to the apes maybe he'll take us to the apes or yeah. something like that they're sort of like being like oh we could also like educate him about like britain yeah. apparently clayton's an animal trainer because he's like oh i'll have him trained in no time okay okay he says something absolutely fucking wild here which yep. is probably too long to be a title pitch but clayton <laughs> Clayton says, and this is like in the lead up, essentially like we get Jane drawing Tarzan in a little bit and like she's drawing his eyes, very clearly is very into Tarzan and her dad is like, mm, mm, yeah. do you want to be left alone with the drawing? And it's like, all right, dad, yeah, that's, that's a, such a creepy that's a, thing. That's for, a bit like, of a strange thing to say to your daughter. a creepy thing for a dad to say. Clayton declares, if I can teach a parrot to sing God Save the Queen, I can teach this savage a few things. Yep. Which is just so wild. Not really the same thing. To, to like, just... Teach a parent to sing a song, okay? Educate a man in the fullness of human history. (laughs) And I just fucking love the whole, like, well, of course I trained my parent to sing God Save the Queen. Yeah. Like, what am I, a coward? Like, like, what do you mean? Like, like, what what am I, one of the French? No, 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 no. I'm I'm a proud Englishman. Like, it's absurd. So now we get another uh, absurd montage. And before we step into it, Benjamin, do you want to play a little? A little bit of tagline with me. I'd love to play taglines with you. Three taglines, one from this film, two from other films. Okay, very um, good. It's going to be uh, a big, big, big vibe. Number one, only the strongest survive. Okay, that is a fucking wild description for this movie, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that is just not what happens in this movie, but go on. Number two, a swinging safari of laughs. Okay, okay, all right, okay, I can see that. I can see how that could be imagined. It's not exactly a comedy, so it would be a bit of a weird vibe, mm-hmm, but go mm-hmm. on. An immortal legend as you've only imagined. That could be literally anything. <laughs> that one could be could be absolutely anything. So we've got, like, a very jungle vibe. We've got, like, a survival of the fittest vibe. And we've got a very generic tagline about the concept of there being an immortal legend. Oh, boy, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I'm gonna discard the the swinging safari of laughs because I feel like, whilst it's possible Disney decided to market this film that way, it would be a completely insane way to somewhat market disingenuous, the movie. Like, exactly. when you're killing off like yeah, exactly, like and it's not exactly a comedy. Yeah, certainly. There are lots of murders mm-hmm. and attempted murders throughout the film, so so probably not that one. Only the strongest survive. Like, every fibre of my being is telling me that that makes no sense at all as a tagline (laughs) for this movie. But there is something attracting me to it. What's the third one again? An immortal legend as you've only imagined. That could be literally anything. Um... (laughs) It could be, like, any movie. Any movie, yeah. Yeah. Like, any... I'm gonna go with number three. An immortal legend as you've only imagined. 
You got it, dude. Oh, fuck, yes! Yes! So, the one tagline from 1999's I'm, I'm Tarzan. I'm like, three for 30. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the still interested scoreboard. Uh, so, that, yeah, An Immortal Legend, as you only imagine, is the one tagline I could find for Tarzan. Um, the second one was A Swinging Safari of Laughs from The Jungle Book. Ha! Okay, that makes sense. I'm with you on that one. And uh, Only the Strong Will Survive is from Jurassic Park 3. Um, okay. A movie we will obviously eventually get to. Eventually. Now, Benjamin, IMDb is showing all 18 taglines for that movie. Ugh. And I just want to run through them all because it's just like pick one, you know? For or, Jurassic Park 3. Just like, well, that's what I mean. It's like, it's the third film. People know Jurassic Park. Short and sweet. Just, 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 just say, just, it's any- another one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Jurassic Park 3, at it again. Yeah, that even more be... dinosaur. Yeah. You know, like, life finds a way again. Yeah, that would yeah, yeah, be a yeah. great tagline. Yeah, yeah. So Jurassic Park 3, here are some of the 18 taglines you get, and some of them are quite similar. This time it's not just a walk in the park. Something unexpected has evolved. Evolution of adventure. Dream, fantasy, destruction, evolution of adventure. Ugh. Survival of the fittest. They're so different. What didn't kill them made them stronger. I was expecting them to be so similar. An instinct for destruction. Usually when there's a lot of them. Chaos reigns. It's just like variations Nature of the Nature takes same. no prisoners. Seriously. Their time has come. Their, will, their world, their rules. Evolve or die. Oh Fears God. faster, free. Terror evolves. Only the strongest survive. Like Only the strongest survived. <laughs> <laughs> You know how the dream started. You know how the fantasy ended. Time to evolve from point A to side B. Get ready for the evolution of adventure. And with every sound, with every heartbeat, there will be more to fear than ever before. They cut nothing. What was the last one? <laughs> with every sound. With every heartbeat. I'll be watching you. No, there'll, <laughs> there'll be, be more, more to fear than ever before. Fear. Obviously, they were beginning to sting at that point, Dude, and they were like, fuck yeah. They literally had like a meeting, like a producer meeting, where they pitched taglines for the movie, and they just wrote them all down. And they were like, yeah, we'll just use, no, I don't know, all of them? My 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 favorite one is going from an instinct for destruction to chaos reigns to nature takes no prisoners to their time has come to their world their rules like purely from like a word association sort of like vantage yeah. point you could see how that tracks right of being like this and then this and then this and then this but like for that all to be the same movie in amongst like only the strongest survive and evolution of adventure is fucking absolutely wild why don't we dip into our favorite new category mm-hmm. a little bit of plot keywords just gonna, just gonna fucking shame the IMDb community here because the first plot keyword for the movie Tarzan is the word Tarzan. So, like, fucking, honestly, it could like, be worse. But, dude, but it, who, who's like, I want to see a movie with Tarzan in it. Don't know where to start. <laughs> Who's like, hmm, I wonder what's in this movie Tarzan. Oh, Tarzan? <laughs> oh, <cool. laughs> nice. I better nice. check that out then. Uh, I so- guess it means you could be like, oh, I want to watch a, mo- like, a movie with Tarzan in it. It's obviously a Tarzan movie. Yep. But I want the one where there is like a montage of like yeah, yeah. eight babies dying. I-, I want the one where there's tickling a woman... In a jungle in Africa, bullet shells, Tarzan yells, adoptive mother, adoptive son relationships, title at the end, I need an underwater sequence, and an interracial love relationship. Which I don't think is actually Hang on. in Hang the on. movie. What? Yeah. Inter- they definitely say interracial love relationship. Um, is that a thing that I- and, it, and it is, if you click on interracial love relationship... It is the number one movie on IMDb that comes up under that title. It's, it's Tarzan. <laughs> no! Yeah. That's not true. 
No, I mean, he is a Britishman. They're both white British people. Unless it refers to, like... The apes as another race? And maybe, like... I guess true. And then maybe no one's come up with, like, an interspecial love But there is no interspecies love. Well, there isn't, like, a a familial sense. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's it. Alrighty, Benjamin. With uh, the with that mess of marketing copy and also like just genuine horror from the IMDb community, um, shall we roll ahead into this new montage? Tarzan training montage. Yes. Hell so they, yeah. they show Tarzan again. Why did they bring all this shit? They brought a bunch of slides that show just like concepts from society. So it's like man with a hat, a bicycle. People at school, and it's just like, it's like these are things that there are. And Tarzan's like way into it. Like he's like fucking soaking up all this knowledge. They're teaching him yeah. astronomy. They've got like an astrolabe, yeah. and he's like, look at all the planets, and they're like, look through this telescope. I guess, I guess maybe they're like so Anglo-centric that for them, a really nice way to kick back and have some like you know like one-on-one enjoyment time is to watch slides of like just like in- of English dudes on like penny farthings and being like, <laughs> yes, just like we do that. Concepts, a, yeah, it, yeah. It's like relatable comedy that they're like. It's like re- relatable stand-up that they're doing, where they're like looking at people in England, and being like, "Oh, that's so us." Yeah. Oh my god, we totally do that. Yeah, and and then they go dancing, and he teaches Jane some things. Mm. Like he's like, "Hey, check out where we can find these birds," and shows her up above the canopy. And she, th- this is when she's sketching his eyes, and she's like, Haha, "I kind of think maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean, maybe. I mean, he is a human man, so maybe." Yeah, yeah. And, uh... We get to see them, uh, as I mentioned before, like, they show Tarzan what a penny file thing looks like, and then I guess he borrows one and rides around on tree branches on this fucking yeah, penny file I, I wondered bike. if that was kind of just symbolic, and, like, if it wasn't actually meant to be literal, because there is a song going on here. Yeah, but... What, there hasn't been anything else symbolic in the movie! It'd be wild for them to be like, hey... Well, because the way it happens, it's like a weird shot where it's like, he's like watching the video of the penny penny farthing and then like in the video of the penny farthing it's him on the penny farthing and then it's him on an actual penny farthing on a tree so it's like it definitely does cut around a bit yeah totally i i just but there are yes you're right there are shots of him riding a penny farthing on a tree yeah yeah, yeah, so like yeah yeah. yeah, you're right it would be a weird like single piece of symbolism to be like ooh, look at this like he's from the jungle but also kind of from england and look at this like fusion going on at the moment two worlds one family exactly exactly (laughs) um yeah so like now he can speak kind of english pretty well i mean it's a very thorough education that they give him he like learns western western history and then also discovers romance and and also astronomy yeah he like Literally, they're like... He becomes a renaissance man. Yeah, literally, they teach him a lot of things. And he's like, oh, cool, I can kind of speak English now. And they're like, hey, Tarzan, take us to see the apes. And he's like... No. Can't do it. It's sort of wild as well, because it's like, how long have they actually been here? Like, like how long does it take to teach Tarzan the history? Like, you'd assume months and months and months and months and months. But yeah, it's it's not actually... It's never made clear. But yeah, he still won't... Oh, so eventually, yeah, you're right. Like, he sees a slide where, like, a man is romancing a woman with some flowers, and he's like, oh, Tarzan romanced Jane. And he, like, gets <laughs> some flowers and brings them to Jane, and she's like, uh, no, I have to leave. I have to go away now, because they're, like, getting ready to go back to England. And he's like, okay, I'll show you the apes. Because Clayton comes over and is like, bet if you showed her the apes, dude, she'd stay. Because Clayton... 
I guess thirsts for ape meat. Like, yeah, that seems to be the like, basically we start to see like Clayton being like, mm, it's all coming into like place. Every all my darkest plans, I will have the gorilla flesh soon. It's very much a poacher vibe. Like, it seems that like it's not explicitly clear at this point what his plan is but he really wants to get to some gorillas and we know we don't trust him yeah. and so he like basically convinces Tarzan when they're like packing to get ready to get on the ship he's like if you show Jane these gorillas she'll stay and he's like okay fine and he agrees to take them to the gorillas right so then Turk and Tantor are roped in to helping Tarzan yeah by fooling Kerchak Kerchak and leaving him leading him away from the gorillas he's just fucking by goofy, fucking like so like Turk dresses up as Jane, essentially, <laughs> and then Tantor dresses up his trunk as uh, as Professor Archimedes Porter, and they're like running through the forest, be like ah, and then Kerchak, se- seemingly with only the <laughs> only the sense of sight and a poor sense of that, is like <laughs> like instantly convinced yep. and instantly chasing them off through the jungle which means that Tarzan can now like lead in his uh his his English his, friends his human friends Carla makes the first fucking sensible move anyone has made in a while because Tarzan shows up with these humans and is like hey Carla check out the humans and she's just like nope and just like backpedals into the jungle she's like nope 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 not doing that absolutely I am not here for this and she fucks right off unfortunately it is to no avail avail despite being a very sensible move because like all the apes come out anyway and they're having a fun time meeting Archimedes and Jane and like Clayton's just being a real dick like they're yeah. like messing around with him and he's like whoa give me my things back and one of the apes steals his gun and just like looks straight down the barrel at it and very symbolic like, dude yeah. yeah very symbolic okay so they're all hanging out Tarzan's just having a great time Jane's there there's some monkeys and he's like oh great my two families together my my two families <laughs> my two families Phil Collins and then Kerchak comes back and just flips out and escalates things for no reason like he literally is like humans and like fucking I don't know like attack someone and then the humans leave and Tarzan's like what the fuck man why did you well, do that well also like in terms of like protecting the humans like Tarzan gets Kerchak in a headlock that's right and is essentially like putting him out yeah so so he's the strongest man in the history of the world yeah 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 um, and that's you know like basically he's been doing all this stuff to try and like impress his ape dad and then, like, Kerchak uh, immediately is like, I'm going to murder these humans. And so Tar- Tarzan has to betray him, yeah, like, put right. him in a sleeperhold, and then allow the Brits to escape. Kerchak just escalates things. But Tarzan sort of diffuses things, but he has a falling out with the, the troop, and he's like, all right, goodbye. And he, like, goes to hang out with the humans. And they're like... Well, like, Kala then yeah, takes right. Tarzan to him. his treehouse. Yeah, let me take you back jungle. to the place your parents got murdered, yeah. where their bodies almost certainly still are decaying. Yeah, because yep. there's not been... Just, Seems like nope. they haven't come back because in terms of the, the mess inside, yep. it was never cleaned up or anything like that. It's yeah. just like he does find a bunch of shit from his old life, and he does dress up in a bunch of his old dead dad's clothes, which is one very symbolic, and two horrifying. Yeah, like just horrifying. Yeah, because like the fashions in like Britain have surely changed in the last like couple of decades, and so he's going to get to like England looking like a real dingus. Got to say though, dude. 
he definitely comes out like one handsome boy in that oh, like Oh, certainly. A lot of handsome man meat? Very remarkable. <laughs> I expect we're going to get a handsome slice of Skarsgård in the forthcoming yeah. movie. I think there's going to be a number of slices of yeah. that, of that, yeah. Of that handsome Scar. He, yeah. he prepares to leave the jungle with the Brits. He doesn't really say goodbye to anyone else, which leads, like, Tantor and Turk to be like, thanks for not saying goodbye, dickhead. Like- At this point, I was thinking, man, this is a different movie if it ends here. Yeah. Like, imagine if it just ends with him being like, fine, I'm going back to the world of man. And he just gets, like, puts on a suit, gets on the boat, and goes to England. <laughs> and it's like, I'm Tarzan now in <laughs> England. But that's right. There's a last minute double cross because Clayton and his pirate boys, who kind of look like the grown up versions of the pirates from, like, um, Peter Pan. They like, <laughs> do look like they that. They straight kidnap Tarzan and they throw him in the hold. Gotta say, dude, last minute double cross, very fucking remakeable. Mm-hmm. Um, he tries to climb the mast. He can't do it because he's in shoes and not in feet, which he prefers to be in. Our feet shoes? Dunno. And <laughs> feet shoes? No, they're not. <laughs> and then. <laughs> I guess they're flesh shoes for your, like, your bone meat. <laughs> I suppose. Or are they flesh socks for your bone? Oh, yeah, that's, yeah that's, that's true. That's closer. Um, so Clayton's like, ha, huh, gotcha, idiot. I'm gonna go lock up all your ape friends for 300 pounds a head. Not much money for yeah. an ape. Although I guess, like, uh, they rock up in 1882. Yeah, okay, so maybe it is a fair whack. The 300 pounds in 1882 is probably, like, a substantial whack of money. It's yeah. probably a fair chunk of change, which begs the question... Who is paying this much money for the apes? Who wants them that badly? Like, a I, zoo? Well, I feel like when you're, like, at the height of the British aristocracy, your dark desires to taste exotic meats from around the world probably drives you insane. Do you think people want to eat them? Do people eat monkeys? I reckon so, dude. Oh, man. What a grim, grim portrait of humanity we've painted in this yeah. recap. Turk and Dantor are, like, out somewhere, so they're insulated from this disaster. And I guess, like, Tantor hears and is like, it sounds like Tarzan needs our help, because, like, Tarzan's locked in the hold of the ship, and I guess he's doing his Tarzan yell, which is now, you know, a fully grown man. And we get a really great line from Tantor here, arguably a good way to describe the movie. I've had it with you and your emotional constipation. Because Tantor is like, Tarzan needs our help, and Turk's like, Fuck Tarzan, he's a dick. And then, uh, basically, Tantor's like, stop being a piece Hon- of shit. Honestly, if we hadn't had an MVP before, like, MVP here, because Tantor overcomes, like, an upbringing of anxiety and anxiousness. Yeah, absolutely. To did. just be, like, the hero of the film and be like, no, fuck it, I'm an elephant, I'm gonna swim out to this boat and save my best friend. I ended up giving a co-MVP to both Turk and Tantor for this scene, because even though Turk was kind of, like, not that into it at first, they swim out to the boat, they get up on the boat, and Turk and Tantor just wreck shop. They beat the tar out of all of these pirate boys. Yeah. I do have to say... Probably my favourite goof from the IMDb community in the history of this show is written about this scene here, oh, which says, no. The odds of a fully grown African elephant managing to climb up the sheer edge of the ship more than three times its height anchored in very deep water are slim to none. <laughs> <laughs> so- but you're saying there's a chance (laughs) slim to none yeah very good Tantel's completely changed his character he's now a very cool boy this is happening simultaneously 
with Clayton and his boys locking up the apes. Like Tantor, Turk, and then Tarzan and the and the Brits, uh, but well, I, I say the Brits, like Jane and Archimedes, come busting back in and are just like fucking with Clayton and like his like last troops that are like uh well his last men that are rounding up the uh, the ape troop. Dude, I've um, gotta say, Tarzan is not a particularly competent tactician because he telegraphs his moves from a fucking mile away. Yeah. Like Kerchak's having a confrontation with Clayton and Tarzan's like and then swings in, it's like just swing in. Yeah. Like just come in and attack. Yeah. Don't fucking announce well, make, make the first punch and then like scream as you're as you're continuing yeah. the fight. Not he like, announces yeah. himself gotta say though i love using an elephant as a cannon which definitely does happen like at one point like i think like um tanto like picks up some shit and like fires it out of his nose yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah very it's, it's, it's all very good very fun the, time. um the baboons come along and they save jane <laughs> which is just like i guess the, like the, a debt is owed you know what i yeah. mean like for this for this terrific artwork and they're, they're also like we just wanted to apologize we were bloodlusted <laughs> before yeah. it was the whole thing like we we're all hungry i'm sorry good like, thing tarzan came along and saved you because we would have torn you yeah we would have straight up killed you and yeah. like unapologetically as well I, I basically wrote this whole fight scene is like Ewoks versus the Empire it's basically like a bunch of apes doing a bunch of wacky shit like they're pulling like vines and tripping people over and tying them up it gets really dark though when Clayton just shoots Kerchak with his shotgun yeah. his only successful fucking firing of his gun in the whole movie and then Jane's like, why'd you do that? And he just, like, backhands Jane and knocks her to the ground. And then, like, Tarzan comes in, and he starts wrestling Clayton. He gets the upper hand. He's holding Clayton's shotgun, like, pointing it at Clayton. And Clayton's like, go ahead, shoot me, be a man. Like, what? It's very Jumanji. Like, come on, yeah. It, it, yeah. It's just, like, so mm, ham, man, like, so ham-fisted. Well, in this yeah. case, it's literally like, oh, you're not a monkey. If you kill me, you're no better than me. Like, you know, a man from society. Yeah, which is wild that, 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 that like, this... <laughs> this very colonial Englishman holds apes as like a higher form of nobility <laughs> than himself. <laughs> that he's Lower like, yourself yeah, to my level, ape man. Do it, do it, ape man. Descend upon amongst the race of humanity. <laughs> But no, Tarzan fucking pranks him. He uses his police academy, like, mimicry skills to make the sound of it. Like, why does he do that? I never understood that. He, ma- he goes like, and makes, like, a really, re- like, realistic shotgun sound, but doesn't fire the gun. He just, like, throws it away. That being said, dude, pranks? Again, highly unmakeable. That's right. Literally, like, it's so dark. The, the way the fight ends is, like, they fall out of a tree, Tarzan, like, climbs down, and Clayton gets caught up in some vines and gets fucking hung. Well, yeah, so but he's falling, and, like, Tarzan, like, wraps the vines around him to, like, I think, I think partly, like, restrain him, but also, like, save his life. Like, because, like, he would just, like, drop to his death, essentially. Yeah, yeah. And then, so, Clayton, being, like, the, the idiot that he is, is just, like, swinging his machete at cutting the vines. Just, like, take a look down, dude. Like, seriously. Um, and then cuts through like all these vines, and then Tarzan's like Clayton, like no. Um, cuts through all of them, but the one wrapped now wrapped around his neck. Yeah, and right. we see Tarzan like drop away as like a lightning, like a bolt of lightning strikes, lighting up the silhouette of Clayton's like hanging body yeah, against the trunk of a tree. It is. so so dark. It is actually horrifying. TM. I do have to say, I was confused here because, like, Tarzan will kill things. Mm. Like, he killed Sabor, like, early in the movie. Like, he's not a pacifist. 
but he won't kill Clayton, despite the fact that Clayton is trying to kill him and tried to kidnap all of his friends and family. It did not make any sense to me why he didn't want to do it. Like, does he hold humans to a higher level than he holds, like, his animal compatriots? Anyway, Kerchak dies, very dark, but not before we get a very weird moment where he makes, like, a deathbed flip-flop and posthumously adopts Tarzan so that Tarzan can become the yeah, king of it's, apes. It's a, very, it's a very Julius Caesar, Octavian sort of yeah, like, he you know? He's like, he's, like, dying and he's like, by the way, you're my adopted son. <laughs> <laughs> Rule! Rule in my stead! Yeah, yeah, like, literally, he died. Like, if you missed the scene at the start where, like, Carla was like, he's my son, and Kyoto's like, well, he's not mine, because there's been no further discussion of Tarzan trying to become, like, Kerchak's son all movie. Like, this scene is so strange that he's like, also, I'm your dad! <laughs> he just dies. <laughs> it's like he literally just proclaims himself Tarzan's father. Um, he does also say that he realised Tarzan was an ape all along, and... Which just isn't true. Yep. It's just, yeah. it's just like, having seen more humans, you'd be like, yeah, you really aren't one of us. Like, like not to be xenophobic, like, it's cool, hang around all you want, but you're, you're definitely not an ape. Yeah, like, it's like, you were an ape all along. It's like, I think that's the blood loss getting to Kerchak. He's like, oh my yeah. god. It's, get, it's getting a little dark and blurry. And he's like, you just, so just see a shape, and he's like, whoa, you actually were an ape. The whole time. I can't believe I missed this. <laughs> That's like 100% my bad. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Now Jane's leaving. Yeah. And they're on the boat. It's Jane and Archimedes. And they're heading out to the big boat so they can head back to, to fucking London. And, and Archimedes oh, is like, geez. Jane, dear, I can't help feeling that you should stay. LVP for irresponsible parenting. Because he's literally like, I'm just going to leave my daughter on this deserted island with this ape man and a bunch of apes. Like, well, he's... Listen, he's definitely sex positive, which I think is great. Yep. But I just think, <laughs> given that his sex positivity is, like, directly related to his daughter and, like, just, like, her getting with this ape man. But like, every opportunity he gets, he's like... You're going to fuck the ape man, right? Yeah, like, yeah, but, like, like surely. Sex positivity to the exclusion of all other aspects of life. It's like, yeah, no medical care, no society, no reliable food sources. Just stay here and fuck this ape yeah. man. It's like, that's just irresponsible. It's not a good idea. It's just irresponsible. But I think it really hides his true motive, which is as soon as Jane is like, fuck it, I'm going back for Tarzan. She gets onto the shore, they start making out, it's a big vibe. Yep. Archimedes is like, oh, like to the captain, like, tell him you never found us. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, like, surely they know people back home Tell that are going to be like, oh god, they died. I'm discarding my entire life. Tell them we died. Uh, I'm going to swim over to the island as well. Yes, he swims there too. Phil comes in and sweeps us away one last time as we see Jane and Tarzan swinging around the vines. Jane's learned to do Tarzan's fun, fancy footwork. She's also dressed way the fuck down. Like, she's yeah. not comfy. Yeah, like, she's, she has, she's like, really settled in. She's living that jungle vibe. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Gotta say, dude, what a dark yet fun movie. Yeah, because that, that's it. That's like the end of the film. All right, Jackson, I think it's time for a little social media roundup. Um, this week, I want to highlight the Curio Network Instagram. We've had it for ages. We've never used it. Grace has started making posts on it. So it's at Curio Network on Instagram, mm-hmm. and it's pretty fucking good. Like, great, Grace makes fun little things. There's fun little, like, pictures that accompany each episode. So definitely go check that out. You can also get a Curio Network on Twitter or Facebook. You can check out this podcast specifically at SI Curio Show or me, 
at Mr. V Team McAllister. I post a lot of stuff about science, I guess. Yeah, physics and dark matter and yeah, d- yeah, d- d- th- things detecting, like detecting, you know, nerds and Yeah, n- nerd shit. Yeah. Yeah, bah. Uh, I'm at, at Jackson underscore usage. Or at Cheeseman, please. Uh, no, no longer, no longer. Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at... Uh, this Le- week. This week, it's fucking Leland Le- Gorgonzola. Yeah, Leland right? Gorgonzola. Um, and, yeah, like, we've... Basically, like, we're... Like, with the network, we've, like, been working on, like, a lot of the shows and that sort of thing, and we'll have, like, some fun, exciting announcements towards the top of 2019. Um, but, yeah, basically, thanks so much for listening, and, again, like... If you're into the show, please feel free to like shoot us a review or like tell a friend because it's really like the best way for us to keep growing. Um, and it's been working so far. So it has been. So thank, thank you all very much. All right, Jackson, I would like to wrap up MVPs for you. Okay. I don't have many. I fucking neither do I. I've my got dude. Tantor and I've got Tantor and Turk. Okay. Well, we <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> the same. <laughs> Uh, let's just jump quickly to LVPs. Uh, I have Clayton and I have Archimedes. Yeah, I, I also only have these two. Great, 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 great. Okay, well, let's just like not run through. Let just give me a pitch, MVP. Who um, do you want? British colonialism. Yeah, is is your MVP? <laughs> the LVP. <laughs> I thought we'd already. Oh boy, take me to jail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I really want to support the spirit of British oh, colonialism. Oh boy, I thought we'd already nailed down the MVP. Um, well, yeah. What would we, what would we, Turk and Tantor co-MVP? I mean, I think? guess. You know, it's the thr- it's the thriller in the Manila, the rumble in the jungle. Like I think they, as a team, they're unstoppable, and I think together yeah. we are strong. Is what we learn. I also got to think like the boldness for like Rosie O'Donnell as a performer to be like, oh, it's a movie set in the jungle. Hey, I'm walking here, all right? <laughs> ah, hey, I got this big elephant next to me in this jungle, man. I don't know what's going on. Like I uh, think that was your like a really accent is so much better than mine. <laughs> um, is there something to connect to Planet of the Apes in that we learn that apes together strong? Ooh. Yeah, apes together with an elephant, stronger. Well, apes together, strong. Apes together under the leadership of a man-king, stronger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as there's one human in the mix. Honestly, a better way for that movie to, like, Planet of the Apes to end up is, like... Charles Heston becomes the king of the apes. It was a all along. Yeah, alright, we can't... I'll be king by the end of this song. (laughs) Very good, very good. We can't get back into that. Okay, so so MVP, Turk and Tantor, LVP, the spirit of British colonialism? I just think it... Probably has to be Clayton specifically, yeah. Because I feel like Archimedes is probably like arguably problematic as well, but like not so actively like teaching wild animals to sing "God Save the Queen" and like declaring that Africa is for him. Yeah, that was. Like, I wasn't sure if it, that's going to actually make the cut, but I guess it will now. The fact yeah. that he, he comes in and he says. Um, I knew I was born for Africa, and Africa is made for... And then he stops there, yeah. like, stops short of saying it. So, I think LVP for, for that reason alone. But, Benjamin, like, what I really want to know now is, like, are there, is, are there any good trivia, like, points? Uh, points that you can, like, shoot my way? Let me, let me dig some up and see what I can, see what I can find for you. Because it's been a desert for trivia recently, I know, dude, I know, and I, I would love some. I'm expecting that there'll be some for this movie. <laughs> Fucking straight out the gate to see how Tarzan's body would move while sliding down a log. The animators based his movement on that of pro skateboarder Tony Hawk while on a skateboard. That's not the same thing. You think they were just like like the animators wanted an excuse to like hang out with Tony Hawk? 
we gotta get Tony Hawk in the studio to yeah, study the way he skates. Do. Oh, that's so fucking funny. Jesus Christ, dude. Uh, the signature Tarzan yell is provided by Brian Blessed, who actually plays Clayton. What do you know? There you go. I, I have one I want to throw you away just very quickly. Uh-huh. Uh, Brendan Fraser auditioned twice oh, for the title no. character before pet- portraying the lead role in George of the yeah, Jungle. Yeah, George of the Jungle, dude. Also a Disney movie. Yeah. Came out oh, is that, two years... Is that also a Disney yes. movie? Yes. Came out two years before this movie, and it's a parody of this movie. That's so bizarre to, like, follow up... Follow up the parody with... With <laughs> the, the actual movie. With the movie, yeah. yeah, yeah Jesus. It's, yeah, it's Walt Disney Pictures. Like, it's completely insane, Jesus. George of the Jungle. But yeah, also check out George of the Jungle if you haven't seen it. Yeah, I mean, maybe we can dip into that as well, because I would love to watch that movie for this show. The Disney animators actually hired a professor of anatomy to consult with them over Tarzan's musculature. He would superimpose the correct types of muscles over their drawings to help show them how to depict a man at the peak of his physical prowess. <laughs> so Tarzan is the peak human male? That's, yeah, I mean, I think that probably tracks. You may not like it, but this is what peak performance looks like. <laughs> uh, one of the main reasons why animation was chosen as the perfect way to execute a Tarzan story was because the character is so live and animal-like, it would have been nearly impossible to achieve those effects with live action. Uh, we'll see how Mr. Yeah, Skarsgård uh, feels sorry. about that. Uh, we'll sorry to flex on you, but <laughs> someone's gone and done it. This is a grandiose statement. <laughs> This movie ended the Disney Renaissance. <laughs> According to Collins, most of the songs he wrote for Tarzan came from improvisation sessions and his reactions while reading the treatment. So I just love the idea of him, like, him going through and being like, Who else? One family. Like, and and like, then being like, uh, it's it's not really, and he's like, no, that's the song, and they're like, it's not quite accurate. <laughs> they're at the table read, and he just like bursts into an improvised song. It's like, but also like, son of man coming from yeah. an improvisation session, like the power to be strong, yeah, yeah, the, the wisdom, wisdom to, to be wise. wise. Oh, that does track. Um, three of the songs he wrote: "Son of Man," "Trash in the Camp," and "Strange." He wrote "Trash in the Camp." Oh wow! Um, and then had the bravery to, <laughs> to not put his voice on it. <laughs> Um, and Strangers Like Me were based on his initial impressions after he read the source material. The other two songs were You'll Be In My Heart, a lullaby sung to Tarzan by Carla, and Two Worlds, a song Collins wrote to serve as the anthem for Tarzan. And honestly, the anthem for me, as a human being. The anthem for 2018. The summer jam for 2018. (laughs) Here's a review, dude. Lisa Schwarzbaum, who graded the film an A-, applauded the film as a... Thrilling saga about a natural man, untainted by the complications of civilized life, <laughs> who can anticipate changes in the air by sniffing the wind. What? Swings because the Disney team, having sniffed the wind, went out on a limb and kept things simple. What an absurd statement about any movie ever. <laughs> oh, this is great. Despite being taught English by English people, Tarzan speaks English with an American accent. Reportedly, Tony Goldwyn was originally meant to use an American accent when speaking with the gorillas, and a British accent when speaking with humans in order to differentiate between gorilla language and English, but the idea was dropped when Goldwyn could not pull off a convincing English accent. I want to hear those tapes! I want to hear those recordings! I'm trying to do a British accent! Hello. 
Me Tarzan. Me Tarzan. You, you Jane. Yeah. Oh, I'm a Tarzan man. Tarzan, show you the gorillas. Yeah, the size of a tangerine. <laughs> Still Interested is a production of the Curio Network and hosted by Ben McAllister and Jackson Usid. We are produced by me, Grace Chapel. Editing by Jackson Usid. Theme music is Anitra's Dance, composed by Edward Grieg. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter, at Curio Network and at SI Curio Show. We'd love to hear from you if you've got thoughts about the show, so find us on Facebook or Twitter. If you like the show, think about giving us a rate and review on iTunes, or wherever you listen. It actually is really helpful. We've got other content on Curio, such as Odds and Ends, where I talk with people about the mementos they've kept and the stories behind them. Or How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons, where we play D&D. Seriously, it's a lot of fun. Check it all out at curionetwork.com. We'll see you in two weeks. <laughs>